Founded in 1999 by Jason Burks, Retrospect Films is Oklahoma's largest turnkey production company of its kind. With over two decades of experience, a full-time team of over 20 talented individuals, a 12,000 square foot studio to create in, and thousands of successfully completed projects in both entertainment and advertising. You're in the right place if you like hearing some good old filmmaking stories. On this podcast, we will discuss the pursuit of creating things and the problems we solve by digging up projects from across the last 20 years and giving you a glimpse behind the scenes where the magic happens. You're listening to Retrospect Films from the Archives. Hello, welcome everybody, and thanks for joining us on Retrospect from the Archives, our in-house podcast here at Retrospect Films where we are talking about... Sorry. Hello, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Retrospect from the Archives, our in-house podcast where we discuss the pursuit of creating things as well as the problems we solve in that process. Uh, Over the last year, we have dug up lots of projects that we've done over the last decade, and now we're kind of in our second season and we're digging into some more recent projects. Um, Today with me, I have my wife, Taylor. Hello. Who is a creative development director here at Retrospect mm-hmm. Films and writer, writer and actor. And, and I guess an actor and actor. <laughs> and then Nathan Groves, vice president, operations director. And what else do you like to call yourself? Project manager, client manager. <clears throat> uh, what the, else? You don't call yourself things. custodian like I do. No, I don't say custodian. <laughs> I do. I take myself off that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No more. Nice. That's awesome. So today we are going to continue talking about a recent television show that we developed uh, from scratch and sold. It's in distribution right now and airing on Outside Plus and Outside TV um, in North America, which is really exciting. Um, Just a little brief recap on the previous episode where we dissected a lot of the creative and story arc of this project with Adam. Uh, We basically covered the the, not the concept, but the... What's it called when the creative conception. development conception conception yes. the conception? There we go. I was like, "What is that word you use when like a father and a mother?" Never mind. Yeah, um, different podcast <laughs> conception. <laughs> but the conception of this project because it it really was a odd uh, stumbling of good ideas changing and crashing into each other and going from this to that to this to this and building and changing and audibling and writing and shooting and then being like, "We shot the wrong thing and shooting again." and then track and voiceovers and turn it into a docu-series and then finally getting close to the selling of it and going from eight episodes to 13 episodes. So it's been quite a, quite a long adventure. Um, so today I think we kind of pick up, I want to hand it off to Nathan because I'd like to see kind of where you might take us in the discovery of this unique project. And I mean, you've been here, what now? 12? 13, 13 years, 14, I think. So you've, you've had to be Mm -hmm. a part of my good and bad ideas for a very long time. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting as I look back, you know, we've been talking about how this has been a two or three year journey. And I keep saying two or three, I'm not sure I know (laughs) at this point, but in the last episode, I'm sure you can get all those details, but we bring it up and we have this show now in our hands And I remember conversations, Jason, where you're like, okay, you know, one thing that even with this show, 
that we do at retrospect is we really don't wait or ask for permission to do something. It's, you know, if you want something done, you're going to have to go do the things, right? Go climb the mountains, go record the show. It may not be exactly what you want or what you're thinking, or even you may not even know what the full objective is, but we go make things happen. So, and I remember, uh, you know, you're having conversations about going to France mm-hmm. to get in front of the right people, this right group of people to be able to make an effort. Yeah. You know, we had some other conversations and different things happening, but that's also a waiting game. Sure. That's also a, a, a reactive mode. And that would be, could, we could still be in reactive mode. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that thought process. At what point did you come in and think, I need to go to France to meet mm-hmm. more and new people? Well, I'm trying to think here. I was digging around on the internet and in the digging around on the internet, I, I remember that I had talked to uh, Hunt Lowry someone who had hired us for some stuff and he's a well-known film producer. And he said, you need to go to real screen. And I was like, what is real screen? He's like, that's where acquisitions happen. You got to go to real screen. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. Like I, it's nice to know there's a thing Mm -hmm. because in this space of entertainment, it's so irritating that everyone that makes all decisions is like sheltered by like 10 layers of other people that will not let you get to them. (laughs) So getting a show sold impossible. Um, so maybe if you go to real screen, you walk around, you know, with a tie dye t-shirt on and do cartwheels and maybe you get, you know, I don't know, but I started Googling because of that. And in the Googling of it, I came upon a thing called MIPCOM, mm-hmm. which I didn't know is actually like the global for a long time, largest acquisition show. It happens in, uh, I always say it wrong. Cannes. Can. Can. France. Can France. <laughs> Not cons? Not, Not cons. Cons? No. <laughs> so I think somewhere in there, I I don't remember. I, I feel like the night I was looking at it, I probably said something to you. I don't, do you remember that conversation? I think it was just kind of, we were at this point where we had had conversations with people in the industry, um, but they weren't, they really weren't going anywhere, which um, is okay. I yeah. mean, networking is important. Um, and then you had looked these things up and you're like, I think this is what we need to do. We need to go get in front of as many people as possible with this idea and see where it goes. And you're like, it's a lot of money, but I think it's going to be worth it. And it was, I mean, that's where we met big media and, um, yeah. Well, Usually these things happen when you're on an airplane coming back from a shoot. Yeah. There's some sort of late night slack or an early morning slack of like, Hey, type, type, type. I have an idea. And I'm like, was he flying? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I do think what you were saying is true though. I probably, I have a, um, what's the word? A pet peeve of mine is people that talk about stuff. Mm -hmm. I can't stand those people for some reason. (laughs) I never been able to. Like talking about stuff and never doing anything. Exactly. They're just always talking about something. They never do it. It And and this industry specifically is like chock full of those people. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's always like, yeah, we're doing this. And they never do it. And then the next time you see him, oh yeah, something fell through. Doing it. And so like, I think my annoyance for those people it forces me to a not be one of those people. B, if I really want to do something big, I have to physically be doing something for it to be big, or I'm just one of those people, you know. So even like we sh- we produce a show, right? So we we worked through all the concept and all that crap through uh, 2020, shot the whole thing, edited the whole thing. 
we go into 2021 and we are in 2021. I think it was January of 2021 that I think everything was finished. I think we were still working on it in the beginning of 2021. I think it didn't, we weren't fully finished editing until mid 2021. You're right. So mid 2021, we're completely done with it. We're rolling into the fall of 2021 and it's like, okay, it's finished. Mm -hmm. What do you do now? Which by the way is unusual, you know, speak to that a little bit. Most people don't go shoot and edit the series completely fully. Yeah. It, it's true. So, you know, I have always believed in putting the cards in my favor, always. And so I don't like, like you said in the beginning, I'm not a big fan of like, did something just happen? It just dimmed. It dimmed. Weird. Um, I thought, I thought, Jeremy, anyway, are you here? It's like, is my brain like <laughs> fluttering? Am I about to pass out and be awake in the hospital? Um, I don't like being in a position where people tell me, oh, sorry, we can't help you because you need to do this, that, or whatever. That's a frustrating position for me. So I've always tried to like load myself with enough advantage in everything that I'm trying to do. I had a conversation with somebody. I don't even remember who it was now. I'm sure it'll hit me later. But they said, if if you're trying to get into entertainment, if you write a script, then you're one of 100,000. If you shoot a pilot, then you're one of 10,000. And if you shoot the entire series, well, you're like one of 100. Mm -hmm. Because nobody sells a series that's already finished Mm because it's super risky. Because now whoever is buying it has no say-so in it because you already did everything, right? Right. But I already know, like, just being in production, like, I I mean, I've been... And I don't have a problem listening to what other people have to say, but every day I wake up and have a lot of people telling me how we're going to produce and shoot things. If we're going to executive produce our own stuff, I want to use our creative, our brains, our editing skills, everything that we know how to do, and I want to create it. I don't want anyone else telling me how to do it. Right. And so that's why I was like, it's risky because we're going to spend a lot of money on this. But like, that's what I signed up for when I started this company. So, well, now you've taken that risk. It's, it's, it's like you said, the middle of 2021 somewhere. Yeah. You're looking at going, you know, making the decision, Taylor, for you, when you're like, okay, we're going to go to France now. We're going to go put ourselves out there. I've already put myself out there in this show, but nobody's really seen it quite yet. Like how, what's your feeling as you're crossing the ocean? I think I was like, I'm just here to support. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to get some French wine. Yeah. But really, like looking up all the restaurants. The and you can, you go have the conversation. Was that experience what you thought it was going to be? No. I mean, I didn't really know what to expect when we were going to the conference. It was cool because we made some really cool connections with a lot of people who were there for the first time. Like the first day we were there, we went to this like introduction to MIPCOM <laughs> conference. Then we met um, some really cool Czech guys, which was really exciting for me because I love the Czech Republic. <laughs> um, and then uh, we just got to know some of the leaders of MIPCOM and um I think it was a good like intro and it felt nice because after going to that, we were able on the day where we were walking around the booths and stuff, able to see people that we knew and we're like, okay, we don't feel like such outsiders, but I'm telling you, Jason killed it because it is so nerve wracking going into a room full of, um, entertainment professionals, people who are there buying people who are there selling and realizing you're amongst 
Paramount and uh, Nat Geo and Disney Plus and all of these big name streaming companies and networks. And we're just there like, (laughs) well, let's just go have conversations. Like, we don't know where this is going to lead. But uh, it was it was a good experience. And I feel like the one thing I learned was I really do feel like everyone minus one person who we won't name was there <laughs> to um, to help you and to further you along and give you feedback, even if they didn't want to acquire our show. I feel like we still got a lot of good notes and everyone was super present, it felt like, which was awesome. Well, do you think you guys had a little bit of an advantage maybe from, you know, your it's it's a show that's executive produced by Retrospect, but it's also shot and filmed and written by you two and you also are acting in it and you also are you know the owner of a a production company for 20 plus years and so when you go step on the field it's like going to game day and stepping on the field and feeling like you have some sort of competitive advantage some unique you know advantage toward having the confidence to be able to go speak to that world talk about that a little bit i mean i would say i felt like Small potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know that I've been, and, and the thing is, I'm, I'm definitely an overachiever, and I like to plan my success and stack cards in my favor mm-hmm. before game day, and that was a hard one because I couldn't figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, because I was like, we were both scouring their database. I mean, the guy that we ended up having the most successful conversation with was a person that you picked out and said, put this on your list. And that was me nervously, as she knew the whole time I was there, I was like, pop up on my laptop, Mm -hmm. digging, 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 phone, email, 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 phone, email, 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 the whole time, because I just wanted to try to stack the cards in our favor. But um, in reality, I, you know, I I guess all you can do, and this is something I say often, you know, you can just do the best you can do. Mm And I struggle with that. Like she's always telling me positive things, but I'm just like, I'm like thinking, what if the best I can do isn't good enough? You know? Mm -hmm. And that is where I get flustered because I'm like, what if I could have done better? And she's like, well, you did the best you can do. Well, what if that wasn't the best I could do? You know, Mm -hmm. like what if I should have just not gone to sleep last night? I should have just not slept last night. I should have not slept because I can make it up in the future. I could have sent emails all night long and that one thing would have had to hit. And she's like, yeah, but you can't physically do that because you'll be sick. And I'm like, yeah, but who cares? Like that's what (laughs) we're here for, you know? Right. So it was, uh, it was, it was, it was hard. It was very, and I think what I did like about it is I will say like in Oklahoma or in Tulsa, like retrospect films can do most of whatever they want. Sit me down, you know, at a booth at Paramount's booth on the sun deck overlooking the French Riviera with the guy sitting in front of me that's probably in charge of the budget for Yellowstone or something and I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? And the fact that we were the talent, honestly, in my opinion, made us look kind of like. It felt weird. It Is felt it? like homegrown. Yeah. Like, where are you guys from? Well, we're from Oklahoma. <laughs> we made a TV show and it's me and my wife. This is my wife. And we shot it ourselves. Side note, we know people from Oklahoma don't talk like that. But. Sorry, but that's what people think when you're in France. It's true. <laughs> Pop open the laptop. Take a look at us. Look at my look at my beautiful wife. And then there's me. And I'm just doing my best at rock climb. I mean, obviously, I didn't sound like that, but it was very hard to like, like we had several times where we showed the trailer and people, oh, oh, you know, they'd look. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we got mostly. I think we got really amazing. I mean, yeah, there it was, was positive. Even, I feel like it was the moment where I was like, OK, we really have something was when we sat down at that booth with that guy who was ridiculous, like total 
exactly what you would expect a movie executive to be like. Yeah. Like, just came in with the most negative. Oh. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't do that. Like, this doesn't oh, make awful. sense. Like, I mean, everything. Just shredded just, us. I mean, literally <laughs> shredded us. And then Jason was like, all right, you don't want to see it? We're leaving. I mean, it got to the point where right. we, he stood up to walk away. And this guy was like, no, 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 no. Like, I want to see it. And so he watched it. And then he started kind yeah, of like bashing asking questions again, asking and questions. You could tell he liked it, but he wanted to like make fun of us. Yeah, he liked it, but he didn't want to be too obvious. He liked it. Right. Yeah. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, if this guy is interested in it, yeah. obviously we didn't contact him again. But it was pretty like, awesome to, to just be like, I wouldn't let you represent it if you paid yeah. me. Right. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> but it was that, yeah. Other than that, I feel like we had really positive feedback. And I feel like we also heard multiple times that that was the best place to be Yeah, at that time, at that time. because well, it, everyone had, you had their attention. It yep. seems like it, I mean, it was, it was a pivotal point, pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Yep. It was yeah. a pivotal point at the next phase yep. of the show, of this yeah. process. So you have that meetings, you get back to the States, you're here, you know, kind of fast forward, a distribution agreement happens. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, I believe in hard work more than anything, more than intelligence, more than luck, more than destiny. I believe in hard work. And, and I think that we definitely paid our dues on this one. Yeah. And the, the distribution deal, it was really, it was really interesting. It was, I, I personally like not to romanticize it, but I feel like it was one of those stories, you know, like we were sitting in the last showing of the day and it's like six o'clock. And I think it's, I think it's last day or second to last day, it's second, second to last, but day. you know, I'm thinking, man, every moment I'm like, are we making ground? Like, are we going to meet the person, you know? And then my phone, I get a text all of a sudden out of clear blue and it says, what are you doing right now? And I was like, that's the guy from one of the distributors that we had met with the day before. And I'm like, we're across the street. And he goes, I'd like you to come over to our penthouse. It's right above Louis Vuitton. It's like the sixth floor. Which was crazy. And so we both were kind of like, I mean, I'm like, this is like, this is what you want, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But it also sounds kind of weird. I'm like, right. so we're kind of joking. We're walking in there and I'm like, we're either going to get murdered or we're, <laughs> or we're signing a deal. Like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So we go up there and at first it does feel like you're going to get murdered. You know, it's French Riviera. You're like walking through deep, dark, creepy alleyways to elevators that were built in 1952. Take the elevator up, get off, penthouse, cool balcony, bunch of people I don't know. Guy grabs us. He's like, I want you to meet my boss. Brings us over to his boss. He's like, this is the guy from the trailer. And he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, I watched it. It looks incredible. Da, 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 da. And they kind of like get us drinks. We talk for like 30, 45 minutes while the sun sets. Basically towards the end, the owner says, he goes, I'll shoot you straight. We're really easy. He's like, we'd represent it. This is what percentage we take. I think I can sell it. When we get back to the States, we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then he's, I think, was that, was that when they were having the party later that night? Yeah. Yeah. I went home and went to sleep. She went home and went to sleep. <laughs> I went back and then almost got like killed by mobsters on the way back to our place. But that's besides the story. But yeah, so it's still, once again, a lot of faith because I just, I'm at this place where I'm like, I don't talk about stuff till it's like in black ink. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it until it's done. You know, we get back to the States, we have conversations. Um, they send us the contract. It's 
comically thick. We go back and forth and just get everything to where we like it. Sign the deal still doesn't mean anything, right? They're going to sell it. They pitch it to Netflix. They pitch it to Nat Geo. We'd already had Nat Geo meetings out there with Disney. We, you know, there's all these different things going on. And, and, you know, and we're, of course we're shooting for the stars, but come on, it's our first program. Are we really going to get on Netflix right out of the shoot? But anyways, then lo and behold, like this last October, get an email that was like, were you copied on that email or is it just me? I think it was just you. He just said, hey, I'd just like to say congratulations. We just sold your show to Outside TV for North America license, da 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 And I was like, dude, you have to be kidding me because it's like so many steps, you know? It's like for us, like, oh my gosh, that's like, that was 2022 and we started this whole thing. I mean, we got married basically exactly three years before mm -hmm. that happened. And then we started producing this thing three, four months after we got married. So we've been working on it forever, you know? And uh, so it's really cool. All right. So you put yourself out there. You put yourself out there in canes. canes can. Cans. Can. <laughs> Who knows? You put yourself out there. You're on the show. You, the distribution happens, the sell happens, and it's released to the wild, which is again, now, now you have this new thing. You put yourself out there and it's like reactions. Like I remember having a conversation with you, Taylor, about like, should you make your social pr media private now? Yeah. Is it a discussion to make that happen at this point in time or not? You know, cause I know that you had some reservations. I got I'm like, but, social media. I'm like, but you're in the show. <laughs> What are you going to do? So tell me, I mean, I know we're going to wrap it up, but just yeah. a little bit about the now as it's out in the wild. It's weird. I mean, I, I don't know if I fully processed it yet. I mean, again, like Jason and I said, I think in the last episode, our intention has never been to be famous or well-known. <laughs> it's always been to like help retrospect get to the next level. Um, but it's really cool. I mean, getting the feedback from my family and my friends, I've had a couple random friends that I haven't stayed in touch with reach out and say that they've seen it. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a weird thought, but it's cool. I love what we created. I think it's something that is unique and different. I think it opens the door to the average person to do these really cool activities in the outdoor and also um, shows a marriage in a good light. Um, so I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, it's on social media. Yeah. There's posts out there. There's comments. There Talk are. a little bit about like that reaction. From your point of view, I mean, we're obviously pushing it, you know, I mean, that's part of it now. Now it's like promotion mode, you know, people won't watch it if they don't even know it exists. Um, but it has been really exciting getting comments and messages and feedback and people, you know, for us, we wanted to create a family friendly show. We wanted to show, uh, to create a show that was very authentic, that showed real people just doing slightly above average things. Um, and we wanted to show working through the problems that come along with that. And I think that so much reality show has to do with drama and cheating and yelling and arguments and, you know, beating each other up, just all these crazy bad things. I mean, the world has so much bad stuff already in it. Why are we also making really bad stuff on television? So for me, it's like pretty cool. Cause I'm like, if you watch it, you're going to walk away with a smile. You're going to feel good about life. You're going to feel good about the world you live in. You might, heck, you might want to go canoe down a river and catch a fish. 
these are good things. <laughs> so, um, so I feel really excited about that. I mean, I don't think by any means we're like superstars and I don't know if we ever will be. And I don't know that we care to be or need to be, but if we get to tell a message that makes people smile a little bit better and maybe helps their marriage and encourages couples to do things together, um, then that's a win. And if it helps retrospect, get you know, more invested into entertainment production, which is where we want to diversify more into then huge win. That's awesome. Well, you know, this, this podcast can have a long reach outside of maybe our current influences. So whoever's watching this, where should they go watch the show? Yeah. So outside TV, outside TV.com. Um, it'll live under series right now. It lives under, uh, if you go to free videos and series, then you'll find it because they put it under their free platform, which is great. So more people can see it, but eventually it'll come over to the other side as well. And, uh, yeah, you can find more information on retrospectfilms.com slash love on the rocks. That's it. Or love on the rocks dot TV. That also works. And <laughs> that, that's that easy works, to remember. Yeah. So. And we're on social media. You can yeah. find it pretty yeah, easy yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, well, awesome. I think that wraps us up for this episode. Appreciate you guys joining us for retrospect from the archives. I'm sure we're going to do many more podcast series over love on the rocks. We hope you go watch it. We're really excited about how it turned out and uh, so excited to get feedback. If you are interested to find out more about us, just dig the website. Like we said, it's retrospect films, blah, 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 retrospectfilms.com. See you guys on the next one. Can I go ahead and get your autograph now? (laughs) We'll just, we'll still be down the hall always. (laughs) Everyone's always told me the first year of marriage is the most difficult. If we can make it through this road trip in our first year of marriage, we can make it through anything. Take the freaking road. You're ready to get knocked over. Let me back up for a minute. This is Jason. He's a filmmaker, climbing gym owner, and outdoor enthusiast from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Jason loves three things, mountains, Mexican food, and his new wife, Taylor. But not in that order. Here's Taylor, a military daughter who lived pretty much everywhere. She loves the simple things in life. Coffee, popcorn, books, chocolate, and jumping out of the occasional airplane or two. This is insane. This looks like another world. Have you ever had a view like this before? I'm in my scared cat pose. These two are just ordinary, adventurous people. They aren't celebrities, they aren't influencers, they're just two newlyweds who are trying to figure out this whole marriage thing. So it's no surprise that they met while on a rock climbing road trip to Arkansas. Definitely knew she was the one. Jason was a complete surprise to me. Who is this guy? At least I knew she could be the one if I could convince her. We had to come up here to get engaged. We got engaged! As if being a newlywed isn't challenging enough, it wasn't long before Jason came up with a plan to make their first year of marriage way more complicated. What if we just went and did like the Grand Teton, which I've been trying to climb for 10 years now and I have yet to summit. What if we went and did Mount Baker? What if we went and did Mount Whitney, the highest point in the continental US? What are we going to get ourselves into next? Most of my life, I've always believed that marriage was stupid. My parents got a divorce. Most of my friends got divorces. You know, I think marriage is a lot like mountaineering. Mountains, man, they don't happen on their own. You know, to really love somebody, you have to make an effort. It doesn't just happen on its own. Oh my gosh. I love you, you're gonna do great. 
We live in a world of very fallen, broken things. It was always really hard for me to trust that someone was always gonna be there. Even when Jason and I struggle, we don't always see eye to eye on things. Oh my gosh, are you okay? This is a special couples moment. So get ready for Jason and Taylor's 12,000 mile journey through the first year of marriage. Ah! This is Love on the Rocks.